This is John Walton, and you're listening to the Power Play Point Podcast with the Blue Lighter on Point and Anna Knox. Here's Wilson, and on the right side, Welcome once again to the Power Play Point Podcast. This is your host, the Blue Liner on Point, talking to you live to tape from downtown Glen Burnie, Maryland. And uh, wherever you are, especially if you're in the state of Maryland, Commonwealth of Virginia and the District of Columbia, of course. And beyond that, across the pond, around the world, doesn't matter. Hope you're a Caps fan listening. And uh, kind of, well, better week, much better week, uh, two and one even though last night's game was kind of a throwaway, kind of a stinker. But, uh, yeah, take the good with the bad, I suppose. Speaking of the Commonwealth, uh, with us, as always, uh, at least for this week, and she will explain herself, is the mermaid, Anna Knox. Anna, how you doing? I'm good. Aloha, Gil. <laughs> Aloha. Uh, mahalo <laughs> for that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, understand you will be going on something of a trip the next two weeks. I am. I am. I'm uh, going to Waikiki, which I'm very excited for. My son's high school marching band has been asked to perform in the Pearl for seventh anniversary parade. Um, which is amazing. They, I think they wanted to do the 80th last year and because of COVID they couldn't. So it's the 81st, but either way, an emotional um, memorial parade, but I'm, they're just honored to be asked to play. And, and now we know that we're also going to um, at Pearl Harbor and um, also doing a concert there, which I, I say we like I'm doing anything. I'm there to chaperone and tell people to shut the hell up and pay attention. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, that's really cool. They kind of threw that in at the last minute. So very, very excited. So I will be um, petrified in, in the sky because I hate to fly next week. Um, we're leaving the high school at 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> heading to your neck of the woods out by BWI. Um, and then uh, landing I, in Hawaii at like 5.15 p.m. <laughs> a long I day. Hear, I can hear the palm trees <laughs> swaying now. Yes. I'm just excited. Like just, I mean, I've been before because when we lived in California, it's a very easy trip to go, you know, four hours and, and you're there. And I have family friends there. So um, it's just it, it's amazing. It, 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 and I'm excited for Hunter to see it, so it'll be very cool. Well, it sounds like one hell one hell of an honor. Uh, you're at the you're at the memorial, and yeah, uh, yeah Pearl Harbor, yeah, kind of a big deal. Um, it is. Not well, only, and I think it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say Pearl Harbor can kind of a big deal. Of course, not only in uh, Hawaii, of course, but also uh, in, in the U.S. Um, for its uh, 
obvious historical significance. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, that that's that's a terrific honor yeah, for, uh, for yeah. your son's band. It's really, and they, you know, they did really great this year, and it was like his freshman year, and it was like, you know what, why life is just too short not to go. So, hell yeah. So I'm going, and I'm going to be the embarrassing chaperone. <laughs> But, you know, we'll see how that goes with too many Mai Tais. I'll be like, sure, I'll do the hula. What? No one asked? I'll do it anyways. Well, th- thanks for thanks for uh, <laughs> making us all completely jealous. I mean, we uh, some of us knew you would be gone. Uh, and yes. now we know Waikiki, you will be gone. Oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Yeah, you, knew I couldn't you resist. did. You did. Um, yeah, so I will not be joining you all uh, a week from today and then the following because I think I'm going to be like in a zombie state because I think I want to say it's a six hour time difference, um, which should be interesting because when we land at five and then I think it's like 11 here, but we have to be at, up at seven and they've got to be all dressed and, and ready to do concert Pearl Harbor leaving at seven in the morning. Good God. So. Who cares? Yeah, so for, for the, right, so for the, for those <laughs> for those listening, uh, uh, the mermaid did not drop this on me just now. We we planned this. We've known this for a while. Yes, that that she would be gone, and and we're fine with it. And uh, we're going to make the announcement that anyone available uh, who wishes to can uh, do a guest spot on the show as either a co-host or or call-in guest for this week or this coming week, the fourth and, and the next week, the 11th, uh, already got a couple people who, uh, who, uh, have shown and some I, interest in that. Good. And I'm no, no, no. And, I, and that's what makes me excited is like, I usually feel so guilty, um, for that and guilty at school for having a substitute and all that kind of stuff. And then I was like, you know what? No, everyone is more than capable of, uh, you know, running my classroom and, and even if they never return after <laughs> this job, they're, they're capable of doing it. But as for the listeners, um, you know, between my gosh, if Stuart's on or Cheryl Ian or Christian or whomever, I'm like, I have total faith and Doug, everybody. Oh no. Yeah. We, we, that, that's why, that's why we're, uh, we might be a, a, a kind of a, a cult size following, but we, that's, that's the one thing I'm very proud of with this show. We have a lot of very knowledgeable, not only very passionate, but very knowledgeable and experienced, you know, Caps fans who, who know the game of hockey, who know how it's supposed to be played inside and out. So uh, anybody that, that's, that, you know, is a part of the show, even temporarily, you know, we, we make sure that uh, when they come on they they know exactly what they're talking about. So that's, that's the one thing I'm proud of. So we're, we're going to do our best in, in your absence, not to, uh, <laughs> not to besmirch the show, but, uh, yeah, like, like I said, we, we knew this was, was going to happen. So, uh, that that's going to be for the next two weeks. Now you're actually off of sports on the Hill for caps talk the rest of the month as well, or right. the entire month of December as well. Is that correct? As far, as far as I know, unless Carol does like a surprise pop-up show, but I out the first two weeks because of the Hawaii trip and jet lag and everything else. And then Robbie is actually taking an amazing dive trip. I think the last two weeks. So he just said, we will meet back up in January. So double programming note for, for those who 
keep watch on uh, both of our shows uh, as far as us and Sports on the Hill are uh, uh, broadcasting, one of our broadcasting partners. Uh, so in case you were curious or, or uh, you haven't heard just yet. So with that out of the way, let's uh, dive into the on-ice action here. So it was a two-in-one week, as I mentioned, on the ice. Uh, Caps played three games, obviously, two of them at home. And uh, now they're on a uh, kind of a long road trip, but uh, you know, pretty pretty good week for them. Uh, two out of three, I will take that. I will take that every week at any time. First game was this past Wednesday against the, uh, well, if there there's a, a team that's struggling worse than the Caps are, uh, it's this one, the Philadelphia Flyers. Losers of eight straight at this time. I think they've, they've not won a game since. Uh, as well, so. I'm yeah. pretty sure they, they they played a couple more games since this at least, and they still haven't won. And you know, you know, uh, Coach John Tortorella is not not too happy about that. Yeah, I, I would imagine that his um, demeanor in the locker room is pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know that I would want to be a player. I wouldn't mind being a fly on the wall to listen to that. <laughs> but I would not want to be one of those players. No, not right now. Uh, yeah. But this game, yeah, this game was kind of a crazy game. The Flyers actually, well, it was one of those games where, <sighs> boy, I, I I could not figure it out. Caps were doing a lot of things right, and yet. They were kind of doing their chase the whole game mentality mm-hmm. for a good chunk of it. Um, they took uh, the, the both of the Flyers goals. It was a back and forth game. The, the, the Flyers scored on two kind of really fluky ass goals that Darcy Kemper kind of lost in his pads again. So we're, we're, we're kind of worried that, you know, he, he was off his game again. And well, we've seen when that happens and, figured okay well here we go again but caps managed to stay in it and um this was the return of tj oshi thank god and that's uh, right yeah that that line uh we'll we'll get to that more in our feature game of the week but that line is is cooking something something great here and that's uh that that was a, a grand thing to see oshi got himself involved on um, at least one of the goals that was very crucial was Sonny Milano's goal. Uh, Captain won it in overtime, his 10th of the year. Great to see. He he holds the career record in overtime games. It's kind of funny. I was, I, I, they were they were into their break, and I was I was going into the bathroom. I muttered to myself because they had TNT covered the game, and they had the whole feature on Ovechkin. Oh yeah, he has a career record for 20 something overtime goals. And I muttered to myself, Yeah, but he hasn't had any lately. Uh, be nice to have him do one this game, and lo and behold, gee, if, only, if only manifesting were that easy, you know, right. yeah, it can be. But yeah, you know, one hundred four in the OT, he he scores it. Great pass from Dylan Strome, and and he wins it. It was it was absolutely a beautiful thing to see, and that snapped the the long losing streak. Um, so our feature game is actually the next game against the Flames. That was this past Friday. Um, so we're going to skip over that for right now. And we're going to talk about uh, briefly the uh, the game last night, uh, the game against New, the New Jersey Devils in Newark. So, yeah, this uh, hmm, this is I, 
I don't know what to make of this game. I couldn't really figure it out, but it was kind of, it was kind of sort of another, another game like the Flyers game where the Caps did a lot of things right and yet came out on the short end of the stick. Um, Jack Hughes got a natural hat trick in this game. Um, his first goal was uh, off a really bad turnover. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I won't name the player, but his name rhymes with Mars Skeller, <laughs> um, who, uh, yeah, who gave the puck away like uh, a bride at a convention. And uh, yeah, it was uh, Jack Hughes was off to the races after that. And then he gets that ridiculous angle goal. And then the, the snapshot goal for, for his natural hat trick. Uh, John Carlson uh, blasted in a, a power play goal for the lone tally for the Caps. But that was pretty much it. Um, I don't want to get into this a whole lot, but uh, a lot was made about Vitek Vanacek standing on his head and at times yes i will admit that he did but i will just say this for you fans out there who think that if we still had vtech vanacek on our team that the caps fortunes would be much better than they are now i got news for you they wouldn't be okay it's not like vanacek magically got that much better over the course of this off season and and Maybe just as as some have mentioned, maybe just maybe they got a better goalie coach, which I wouldn't doubt because I'm sorry, ours sucks. I don't know how he still has a job, but I'm not one to advocate anybody being fired. But um, if it were, it'd be that guy. I won't name his name. Everybody should know him by now. But yeah, that's yeah. I, I think our goalie coach is absolutely horrific. Uh, I don't think he does a very good job of preparing our goalies. And I think that was evident last year as it is this year, unfortunately. But we just have right now we have I think the goalies we do have now are an upgrade. They do give the Caps a better chance to win. And I it sickens me that everybody is already well, I, I don't want I say everybody, not quite everybody, but a lot of people are already ready to give up on Kemper and Lindgren. Um, when they haven't even played a full half season yet, and it, it pisses me off. And there there are certain few, some of you, some of which may even be listening to this podcast right now. So, uh, okay, you all miss VV. Fine, you miss him. But guess what? He's gone. He ain't coming back. And even if he were, he's not going to make the difference. I'm sorry. We got who we got. You better support these guys because if you're not, I, I got to say, I got to question your loyalty as a Caps fan, because I, I think these two guys were, were going to. I said this last year, did I not? Uh, we got who we got. We gonna, we're going to ride them, ride or die to whatever end, playoffs or bust. You got you got to support who you, who you got now. I don't much care for John Carlson. I still think he has trade value. But as long as he's a Washington Capitol, I'm, I'm going to support him for better or for worse. I'm not, that's not to say I won't point out his flaws. It's not mm-hmm. to say I won't point out anybody else's flaws right. on this team, <laughs> as I already have. But if you're a real fan of this team and not a fair weather <laughs> fan, you're going to support whoever's on the roster right now. That, that's right. the point, I will, the point I'm going to make. Say, there are some, um, I will say, in defense of Anne-Marie, um, and I think 
because her and I, I don't know her personally, no, but I think that we both were Vanacek fans and we're both bummed to see him go. That, you know, when you see someone being successful like that and you're just like, ah, I just miss that guy. It has nothing to do, um, I think some of the posts have nothing to do with specifically saying, you know, we want him back or, you know, whatever, because he's playing so well. I think it's more... Um, we liked who he was as a player. I did. I liked his vibe more than Sammy's. Um, and that, that's all that was. And then there are like, you know, the assholes who are the ones that are, you know, always going to be wanting to change everything and trading everybody and this and that. And it's like, okay. But I feel like there's a couple of us, me included. I do. I liked Vanacek. I was sorry that he had to leave. And you know, good for him. He did play an awesome game last night. No one can take that away from him. So, well, okay. So I, uh, that that's the other point I was going to make. And yes, I I understand that part of it. Okay, if you genuinely genuinely miss him, okay, fine. But even so, okay, you, you can miss him. But again, he's not coming back. And and right, what I see saw- what you're saying. Like the ones who are like, we should bring him back. But some, I mean, but some can, you know, same thing when when Holpe left. I mean, people were just like, oh, bring him back, and this and that, because they liked him as a person. And and yeah, I, you know, I and, and, and I get that. And and some some are not. But there are some that are are just being ridiculous. That would like, yeah, they, you know, they trash yeah, on the line and and, and that's and that's roster. really. Exactly. That that's who I'm talking to right now. Okay. You know, those those fans who are are only putting that opinion out there just because he happened to have a good game. And right. well, guess what? He happened to have a good game, yes, because he made a lot of great stops, but he also had a hell of a lot of help from not only his own team, but the team he was playing against. All right. Very true. If you saw the majority of the shots, how many of them hit him in the chest, hit him in the pad? Short rebound that the Caps could not recover. No second chance. Yes, there was a couple of high danger flurries. But other than that, yeah, Caps dominated the play, but they could not, time after time, make the most of the opportunities they had. And that's what ultimately doomed them. And then New Jersey got some lucky breaks. Look, I'm not denigrating a, a team that has won 14 out of the last 15. Obviously, they they got their stuff together. Right. You know, I'm, you, know you you they should be thanking me for making this PG-13 right about now. But <laughs> cross over to the dark side, Gil. Come on, do it. In all in all seriousness, the, the, I mean, not to waste more time on this game than it deserves, but that New Jersey's a pretty good team right now. I don't think they're uh, all that great. No, but they're a hell of a lot. They're if you're looking on paper uh, or looking online, it's a hell of a lot better than our team looks. Oh, well, they, certainly so, they are. But you know. I, I also think, and and Alan May alluded to this. There's going to be there's going to be a, a comeback to earth time for this team, and the the you know I I think they're playing above their heads right now, and. You know, I wouldn't say they're a lock to make the playoffs, but they've got a good chance right now if they can keep it up. But sooner or later, they're going to fall back to earth, and, and, and it might be pretty hard. You think so? Uh, 
what they, it could could very well be. And and again, Alan May pointed this out when they went on their long winning streak. A lot of the teams they played against, uh, they were kind of meh. Um, huh. Arizona, CBJ. You know, and and so they beat Colorado one nothing, but uh-huh. ju- I mean barely beat Colorado and Colorado's a depleted team. Uh, Toronto had a lot of injuries and that's who broke their winning streak. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, they're, uh, I won't deny they're a good team. They're a very good team, but they're not this class of the league. I don't think, at least not in my estimation uh, yet. Um, They've still, you know, hopefully you, you uh, everybody hung around for the post game because uh, I think Alan May explained it perfectly. They're 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 not this end all be all team yet. They're I'm not really sold on them just yet. Uh, we knew this was coming that they would get better, but let's not make them into into world beaters yet because they're not quite there yet. They got an awful lot of maturing to do. But I agree. They'll be in the mix that, for sure. Yeah. I don't think that we need to, um, you know, just like, meh, we lost kind of thing because I, I do think they're someone to watch for. A stepping stone to, you know, like uh, other teams that are doing outstanding right now that I don't think we have any chance against, but we don't even need to get into that right now. No, no, we don't. And, but, <laughs> but I, I think, I think that that all said, I think the Caps can learn a lot from this game. Um, Agreed. I, I won't go into detail, but I actually put out a personal scouting report on the goalie. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm not an, I'm not an official advisor or coach, but, um, well, put it this way: only John Carlson listened to my advice, and, and uh, that, yeah. You saw what happened there, and I will yes. leave it at that. Yes, okay, so on to the feature game of the week, which yes. is the one, as I mentioned, against Calgary and uh, Mermaid. You did the uh, when we all went on um, the Yellow Brick Road, I, I mean, uh, Sports on the Hill podcast uh, together. Um, this was your feature game that Robbie tasked you with. Yeah. And uh, can you kind of uh, just kind of quickly rehash what you said then? If I can remember what I said, yes. No, <laughs> I, I felt, I think, I think if I can summarize it correctly, and if not, you know, Robbie can ding me tomorrow night. Um, I felt like if, if they could win against Calgary, it was going to be a good sign for the team in regards to future games. Unfortunately, you know, it didn't happen against the Devils, but it's not to say that it won't happen again. But I felt like this was, in watching it, a fun game. They looked like they were having fun. They played smart hockey. They, I think they played their 60 minutes, and they got the shutout. And that, to me, is exactly what, what they needed. You know, and, and, it was, and it was fun to see. And I think that they were all in, in like, well, you saw Koozie's quote. Like, I'm... I'm kind of up there on the, on the black retro jerseys. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence, but I like his, his quote about <laughs> maybe we should wear them more because uh, it gets everybody, you know, pumped up. But I thought that this was, uh, this was good. This is, this is what they needed. Um, not crazy on the shot, the shots on goal, um, you know, single digit, double digit, single digit, but overall um, power play one for two, 
and face off. Gil, 50 for 50. So, can't, can't 50-50. Yeah, I can't complain on, on that one. So, this, this was a good game to watch. I, I did enjoy it. But, yeah, so Robbie asked, like, about last week, and I thought – I really did think it was going to be a lot harder um, for them to pull off a winner a little bit closer. But this was um, – this was the drop the stress, play smart hockey, and and have fun. And I think they did, especially when you have goals from um, from look at look at who the goals are from. You have Oshi, you have Kuzi, and you have Ovi. I mean, come on, you can't ask for a better trifecta. No, absolutely not. Could not have said all of that better myself. Um, you, you, you mentioned the face-offs being 50, 50, that, that kind of, uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't think I should go, go there given uh, <laughs> what, what, what you're going about to be doing, um, next weekend. But that, that reminds me of, uh, of something that happened, um, <laughs> with, with, with an airliner in New York once, oh, God. Stop. <laughs> but I won't, no, no, I, I won't go there. Sorry. <laughs> I will not go there. I'm, I'm sorry. I even brought that up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, briefly going over the scoring summary for this one, uh, as, as you mentioned, Anna, TJ Oshi had an awesome game. He opened the scoring seven fifty six in the first, um, on a snapshot from, uh, Gustafson and, uh, Ovechkin were on the assist on that one. Let me fire up the app here if uh, you guys can indulge me uh, uh, for a moment. And I'm going to watch the replay. As you're doing that, thoughts on Gustafson? Um, I'm of two minds about him. Mm -hmm. Um, He is... The best way I can describe him, I think... He is John Carlson light minus the shot, mm-hmm. minus the heavy point shot. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of when I when I think of Eric Gustafson. I'm not I'm not altogether disappointed in his game. I think he'd be no. a lot better defensively, but he's not horrible. No. And he's he's still he's still pretty damn useful on the special teams. Yeah, I, I, it, it, I only ask because honestly, I see his name. I know he's there, and sometimes I forget. Like, well, yeah, you know? and, and and it's not not because I, I think he's playing terribly or anything. It's just there hasn't been anything that I don't dislike him. I don't, you know, certainly don't have his jersey, but I'm just torn. I get that. I, I get that, and and so I, I think w- sometimes sometimes you got to make uh, more of an effort to look out for him. Yeah. Um, now when he's when he's not, so this game, let me go to the stat sheet. So this game, he had twenty two minutes, uh, just over twenty. Well, not just uh, just under twenty three minutes mm-hmm. of ice time, and right. that was. Other than Carlson, yeah, he's he he's well, he's Carlson's partner now, right. I, I believe. So yeah, that was second most for the game, right? And that's what I'm saying. It's like I, maybe it's just me, but it's like I don't have anything against him and whatever. I just need either maybe I just need to figure out like I just need to focus on him more because 
as we always say, like there's a ton of potential, but for some reason I feel like he just kind of gets lost in the shuffle for as a viewer, as a fan. Well, yeah, you could say that, but you can also say if you're not noticing him, then he's not hurting you. He's not hurting the team because he's he's out there doing the job. If he's not, you don't hear his name, then he's just you know he's just out there. He's he's covering his his zone area. He's doing his job and he's not doing anything dumb. Um, once in a while, that's not to say that once in a while he will. And I think some of his plus minus can be attributed to the fact that, yeah, he's now Carlson's partner and, uh, Carlson will take those, those, you know, high risk, you know, moves to his detriment once in a while. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it, 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 the fact that you're not hearing his name doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Uh, now, there's other times where he'll give you stuff like this where, okay, so so looking at the replay, mm-hmm. uh, Ovechkin starts the rush uh, at center ice, gets it to Gustafson, who drags it over the line, makes it all the way into the high slot, and he loses his balance somehow, and he does this nice wrist pass where he has to sweep his stick around um, almost 270 degrees to get the pass over to Oshi, who who was a little bit behind the play and made it. And he it was a perfect tape to tape pass. I don't know how he did it, but and that's probably Gustafson's best attribute is the way he moves the puck. Right. So if you want to, you're going to focus on something just just to give you something to look for as far as what he does. It's that, um, at, at least so I've noticed in my humble observation. But anyway, the so that's yeah, he gives you once in a while he'll give you that great passing and he f- managed to find Oshi. He knew Oshi was trailing the play. Mm-hmm. Oshi steps into the slot, takes the pass and whambo into the net and that is look, I I know Oshi has had his detractors. Oh, he's been hurt a lot lately. Let's just trade him. You know, this is the kind of crap I'm getting sick of from our own fans. The very second, I mean the very second, it looks like there's a player that has lost some sort of value. A lot of people are ready to dump on him. And when it's the exact opposite and every fans. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I would I would like to see a little bit more loyalty. No, I'm not Look, I, I hate lecturing you guys because because you're all family. But come on, got to have a little more loyalty, a little more stick to And if you're a real hockey fan, you knew that the net front presence that Oshi provides is exactly what the offense has been missing. In fact, it, I don't think it couldn't have been any more obvious. Right. I mean, let's OK, so let's look at the, the, the losses. OK, zero four. Okay, well, St. Louis kind of an aberration. They 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 managed four goals and lost in the shootout. Two to five, two only two goals, three goals against Tampa Bay, uh-huh. one goal against Pittsburgh. I, that's an offense that is sick and not in a good way. And right. they were all games where Oshi was out and there was no net front presence. Well. Right. When, when you're a team that plays a heavy game like the Caps, you got to have somebody making room. And right now, we used to have two guys who did that. Well, right now, we only have one. And 
you know, you use a tool often enough, sometime it'll break down. It, it will. But he's back, and uh, I would assume fully healthy. So he's providing that net front presence that we need. So I think as long as he's in the lineup, I think they've got a great chance to, to win. And finally, the coaching staff has decided to put together some consistency in the lineup exactly. and made the infinitely wise decision to pair him with Sonny Milano on, yes. on the left wing and all centered by Evgeny Kuznetsov. Fantastic. And yeah, I could not. I could not be happier that these are the guys that are going to be manning the second line because they complement each other extremely well. And mm -hmm. so I get that the coaching staff had to shake things up by juggling lines and whatnot, and injuries certainly aren't helping. But these three need to stay together no matter yes. what. I think I, I agree. I, 100%. That, found that chemistry that we've yes. all been looking for this yep. whole bloody time. Yep. And uh, as I said, they're 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 cooking. They're cooking something great. And they're cooking with you know, fire, gas, rocket fuel, whatever the hell you want to throw in there. Uh, okay, so enough enough gushing about the first goal. So speaking of that line, second period, they all struck together. Sixteen thirty-seven of the second. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov. This, this was a uh, oh, goal of the week, maybe of the month. Uh, so so Oshi gets it to Milano. Um, or, or strike that, reverse it. Milano gets it to Oshi. He does a crisscross drop to Kuznetsov at center. Kuznetsov skates it in, and he gets knocked down by uh, Wild Eyes Chris Tanev in front of the net, goes sliding on the seat of his pants, manages to, while he's sliding on his ASS, wrist it past the goalie into the net. Pass Jacob rocks rock, Markstrom into the net and and yeah sick in a good way yes and, and um, I love how he was kind of sort of trying to do the bird dance with five people around him one of them <laughs> but you know what who cares As, uh, for the reason why he does it and he's going to do it wherever good for him yeah and and like you said that's it, it's it it was great to see that they they were all more acting more like a team, like yes. they were more of a cohesive unit, and it shows when they're doing stuff like this and having fun. That's not to say that they should always go for the highlight reel play because sometimes they got to, you know, they, they, they just got to, you know, they got to dig in the trenches and do the dirty work. But when the the end result looks like this, then that means they're they're together as a as a uh, 20 plus man unit and not 20 individuals and, and having fun and enjoying what they do. And, you know, like, like, like Anna says, because it, if, if you love what you do, then it shows. And you know, they, they finally have seemed to have found that chemistry that I think they've been lacking. I, I said a few times on our guest spots on uh, sports on the Hill, that this team has been lacking in identity. I think they're finally starting to grab a hold of that, figure out who they are. I don't think they're quite there yet, but they're they're getting there. And with this second line kind of gelling together the way it has been this week, I think that's the first step towards that. I hope um, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm really hoping so. <laughs> so, so third period, Caps get a power play, 
and Ovechkin scores his 11th, uh, his patented skate-to-stick snapper, past Markstrom's over-the-shoulder, Sherry and Milano, there's that name again, over uh, on the assists for that one. And, uh, yeah, I... I, I just I can't get over this line. I, I really can't. And I, I can't get over Milano either and, and what a great addition he's he's been. And it says something when he gets time on the power play unit. And I, I really think he's gonna be he's gonna be a, a great addition because I don't know how well he'll play it, but he's he's good at going to the net. I don't know that I'd put him in the bumper spot. That's that's Oshi's spot, but mm-hmm. uh, he's he's pretty good at going to the net. So well, I, I like the I like him. I, I like him a lot too. Him and Strom. Yeah. Well, Strom, I, I mean Strom, I love too. But uh, if I could throw in another comment about him, Strom kind of ticks me off a little bit in that <laughs> he he hesitates a little bit when he ought to be going to the net, and even. Joe Beninati, it was either last night's game or, or this game against Calgary where he said, yeah, I kind of wish Strom would, would shoot instead of pass on, on that on that play. And, yeah, that, that's my one criticism of him. I think, and, you know, and, and I get that it's probably because he's young and he still needs a little bit more experience as far as what to do with the puck, but I I really wish – he would be a little bit more decisive with the puck instead of kind of standing there and, and, and kind of playing with it and trying to fool his, his marking man. I, I really wish, you know, what he'd do is, is take more of a straight line to the net with it. Uh, and if he sees this which, yeah, on the yeah. way to Vancouver and if, if only, yeah, <laughs> if only, yeah. I'd be right. like, yep. Thanks, Gal. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, if if they'd only had listened to my scouting report and how to shoot on Vanacek, um, I it's won't call this. Man. Yeah, I still won't call this a perfect game, even though it was a three nothing shutout. And uh, Kemper got uh, all thirty two shots, um, partially because of that. Caps managed to give up thirty plus shots. You really shouldn't be doing that, but Kemper got them all. Thank God. Um, and but. Yeah, just because of that, and then speaking of shots, like Anna said, the single-digit, double-digit, single-digit. No, no consistency. Really wasn't a 60-minute game, if you think about it, because... That's true. I think I said that before, but now that now that I look at it, it wasn't. No, it, 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 you know, it, it, yeah. it really wasn't, <laughs> but... Uh, again, you know the defense. The defense did their job. They blocked seventeen shots, and where were they couldn't do the job. Kemper did, mm-hmm. but six shots in the first. Then they ramped it up to thirteen in the second. Limited Calgary's chances to six or shots to six in the second, and then right back down to six in the final period. Didn't really let Calgary back in, but at the same time, you know, again, thirty-two shots. Yeah, that that ain't good. Most most save percentages are 90 91, 92, 93%. So, your goalie's going to can't help but let in at least one, maybe two goals at that point. So, yeah, got to got to work on reducing the shots on goal against, I would think. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No problem. Um we got uh we got uh, um 
we got uh, those who listen regularly that uh, think our show's going to the dogs anyway. So, oh, good God, nothing really, nothing. Yeah, no. I was still not the night. Would have been anyways. Uh, <laughs> you know how that goes. But now either Amazon, FedEx, somebody walking by or something. But I'm like, God. so if I mute, no. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I get it. I I get it. I get it. Um. So yeah, I would. But yeah, that that was the. I look, and I admit, I I announced this on the Facebook page. I, I was more or less distracted. Thank God for the clicker on on the old remote. But I was uh, distracted, as it were, because the the U.S. World Cup. Uh, soccer team was on. They were that was the game against England that they were playing, and uh, so I was flipping back and forth between that while while it was on. So it's been yeah, that's been weird too. I was I was hoping for a little bit more and watched uh, Germany and Spain today. It was like okay, and then like between NFL and then what U.S. and Iran Tuesday at one. Or at two? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. That that's one. That's one. Uh, we're going to be. Uh, I think a lot of us are going to be watching. But yeah, the, the Tuesday yeah. at two p.m. That's so it. Okay. yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, did you have anything else to offer about that game or anything else that went on? No, <laughs> I'm all good. Yeah, I mean, I I think even even with last night's game turning out the way it did i really think that well i'm not i don't know if this is the turn the corner moment we're not going to hit that just yet until tom wilson comes back because that that's going to be yeah and and uh for those who yeah for those who are curious please don't ask because I, i i really don't know i have zero idea when he's coming back at this point i i thought Maybe he would be back by American Thanksgiving. Um, obviously, that hasn't happened yet. I've heard anywhere between Christmas and New Year's and maybe even the All-Star break. So he, literally, your guess is as good as mine at this point. Okay. But as we far know as, he's, he's on the mend, and that's the most important thing. Well, he's he's on the mend, and he is taking, as, as far as I've seen, regular practices um, with the team. And he's got the porn stash going, so for November. Well, that uh, yeah. Well, maybe uh, maybe you know when he finally gets back out there, he'll score a goal by having a puck ricochet off said porn stash. Maybe. <laughs> and that that'll contribute to it. <laughs> we'll see. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. That's that's true. Okay, well, uh, okay, so quick preview of coming attractions. Uh, Caps are still on the road trip, as as we mentioned. They don't play again until next Tuesday night, uh, 10 o'clock, puck drop in Vancouver. Bruce, where he is, will he still have a job? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, Bruce, there he is uh, again. Yeah. Uh, so that's next Tuesday, the 29th. That'll end the month. Caps continue their uh, western road trip. In Seattle, 1st of December, another 10 o'clock puck drop. Then uh, on up back over the border 
to a, a return date with Calgary. That's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Another 10 o'clock puck drop uh, against them. And then um, up the province to Edmonton that next Monday evening. Um, that's probably going to – it's another Monday. Last, last Monday game we had was against <laughs> Edmonton, um, except now we're going to be in, in, in their barn. That's that's an eight thirty puck drop. Um, so I, I guess uh, Robbie and I are going to have to work something out with that. Probably uh-huh. end up doing a watch along, and then uh, road trip ends by going to Philly. Uh, that that's going to be another good game. Seven o'clock puck drop there, and the week ends with uh, a home date uh, back again um, with Seattle at seven p.m. A lot of folks I know are going to that game because they want to see the Kraken live. Um, yeah, there. I think Burakowski got two calls last night. Yeah, well, so if if you guys you guys out there want to watch a team, it it might be this one right here. Uh, yeah. I think I think the Kraken are actually more more of a legit playoff contender. Well, again, not to denigrate Jersey, I I think they're they're a shot to make the playoffs for for sure. But I think Seattle has make made all the right moves, made all the right improvements to uh, be kind of a, a, a bottom-tier playoff contender and perhaps a spoiler in, in that mix. So that, right. that's going to be that's going to be a very interesting game to watch. Agree. Well, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Back-to-back. Back. So, yes, we'll see. We'll see if there's any difference between playing in Seattle and playing at home. But it's a long, it's a long time for the, the boys to be away. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it, it, that's pretty long road trip. So again, the schedule makers not, you know, not liking the Caps this year. But you know, how's <laughs> that different from any other year? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, if there is nothing else, um, so uh, just a quick reminder: we're still in Hockey Fights Cancer Month. Um, so last week we posted a um, a link to the Lachlan Family Foundation. I'm going to make sure that uh, there are other worthy uh, cancer charities and organizations posted in the show notes. So uh, again, now we did the tribute last week to fans who uh, shared their cancer stories. Now keep the thought with you all through the year. And not just not just one month because it, it is it is a nasty horrible disease and that that also kind of reminds me that um, I'd be remiss being the lover of hockey history that I am uh, to uh, and I hate closing on a down note but I, I want to say a few words about uh, Borea Salming who passed away oh, earlier this week uh, he was he was the original Swedish treat he was uh if if you've never heard of him uh he was a defenseman who played uh 16 17 years with the toronto maple leafs and then finished his career with the the detroit red wings um and he was one of the original swedish imports one of the first swedes to uh, ever play in the national hockey league and that that means something or that should mean something to us because the the use of uh, European imports was was frowned upon by the powers that be because it was often thought that well Swedes were chicken players didn't have what it takes to play the rougher game in North America didn't have you know the toughness needed and uh, well in in dealing with not only ALS I think Borja Salming proved 
a million times over that he not only had that toughness on the ice, but off the ice as well. So he definitely proved all the so-called naysayers wrong in that regard. But the simple fact of the matter is no Borger Salming, no Nicholas Backstrom, no Peter Forsberg, Uh no, you know, I'm, I'm blanking on, on great, (laughs) great Swedish players that I really ought, ought not to be. Um, but uh, no Nicholas Lidstrom, no, there, there's a guy, there's a guy who certainly followed in, in the footsteps of a great player, another, another great defenseman. So those of you who might've been wondering what the fuss was about, uh, about this older guy who passed away from ALS. Well, that that's why, because he put Sweden on the hockey map as far as a, a talent pool that could produce great players that could play anywhere on the planet. And so I just wanted to give him his due because not only did you know he had to deal with a horrible disease, but he was a terrific person both on the ice and off. Absolutely. And he stands as, as, an, as a great example of a, a hockey player and a human being. So I wanted to give him his due not to end everything on a down note, but just just to uh, you know, just just to do that. So just to put uh, that out there. Absolutely, and the tribute was amazing to watch. Absolutely. So if you if what Anna's talking about is is the is when the the Maple Leafs hosted him uh, just about a week before he passed away. And and he couldn't speak, but uh, you know he felt the emotion with by seeing the, the tears in his eyes, and and they did a dedication and and a celebration of his career there, and yeah, it, it was indeed beautiful to watch if you were lucky enough to catch it. So that 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 was a great thing that that, that organization did. Absolutely, <clears throat> and there's a I'm trying to find so they'll be um, on the Red Wings. Coming, or actually, he's he's already played. There is a a, a Berggren who's playing, and that's my maiden name. So for my Swedish roots, um, I'll be watching this kid. I think he's nineteen. Jonathan Berggren. Interesting. No, except so what I understood from my family was uh, it was we dropped a G. Uh, when they came here, um, however many decades ago. Um, but yes, the B-E-R-G-G-R-E-N is, uh, he's going to be, I think he's 19, 17, 19. He's on the Red Wings. Very cool. But yeah, a lot of Swedish roots, like half my family, like that's half my heritage is there. Jonathan Berggren, just looked him up on the app. He's, He's 22. Uh, five okay. eleven. For some reason, I was thinking he's a lot younger, but yeah, okay. Well, that he's still he's still pretty young. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. This is definitely his his first uh, season. Um, he's doing pretty good. He's gotten in seven games this year. Uh, one goal, four assists for five points, and is a plus three. So, I would say based on even that small sample size, yeah, uh, he's probably <laughs> one one to watch for sure. Yeah, it was just, and my brother and I are very much into, like, you know, in tune to that for uh, the 
the Canadian Ukrainian side is is you know my mom and my dad was the the Swedish Irish side so the Bergeron thing is very close to my heart so when I saw this I was like oh that's really cool I'm gonna watch them yeah def- definitely <laughs> definitely and uh, so yeah just just wanted to give because uh, he was he was actually uh, it, it's kind of strange to have you know, not players on other teams that, that were, that are your favorites, but he was one of that rare, he was in that rare group that I I really admired how he played. Well, and Um, I think it wasn't, I don't know if you saw Lachlan um, Locker talking about him, um, but they called him the King. Yes. And I love that. I I think that is, that is amazing to hear from somebody who played with him and and had so much admiration for him so oh yes that was yes i i did i did hear that yeah, uh he that was had, very cool he had that special uh intermission segment about about him but yeah that was that was very very cool to hear firsthand um some from someone who who had the pleasure of dealing with him day in and day out so yeah right. that, that that was very cool to hear from locker about that um, okay, so uh, yep, I think uh, we've gone on uh, long enough about uh, the Caps and other hockey talk topics for <laughs> one week. Um, look, I I just want to close with this. I, I I know I lectured some of some of you out there. It's only because I think if we're unified and we cheer as hard as we can for the Caps and not against them, right. then that that's. It's all about putting out positive energy. And, you know, you can miss players that are no longer on the team, but when when you start putting out that vibe that, well, gee, I mean, if, if we still had him, you know, we, we, we do a lot better. Or, gee, it sucks that he's doing well with another team. Well, I mean, be happy that they're doing better and that all the right. Caps did give him a chance. And you okay. can leave it at that is, is my is how I want to end that. So, okay. I agree. All right. So with that, uh, we'll, uh, uh, turn it off for another week. And, uh, as we said, uh, programming note, uh, the mermaid will not be with us. Unfortunately, uh, she will be in a uh, grass skirt, sipping something with pineapple juice and something else forbidden out of a coconut. Probably. Hopefully. Yes. Yes. No, hopefully. Um, while uh, ignoring a bunch of uh, uh, teenagers doing whatever it is they're going to be doing. Yeah, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so for the mermaid Anna Knox, this is the blue liner on point signing off and reminding you Mm-mm. that a, a scientist's favorite dog breed. Labs. No oh, I was trying to find something about Hawaii to leave you with, but I I couldn't find a a Hawaii dad joke. So yeah, there's I don't or like a uh, I went the white with the Waikiki one, the Waikiki one in the beginning, and couldn't quite close it out there, Gil. Um, I was waiting for like a a Greg Brady reference or something but maybe not a lot of people would get that episode mm, I, I think i know what you're talking about but yeah no that, that didn't quite come to mind oh, i don't think you maybe i'm thinking that you never saw that episode oh i'm old enough to remember okay that
Let me be sure. Not, not to give not to give my age away, but yeah, I, I think I'm old enough to remember something like that. It was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah, right. and let's go, Caps. Go, Caps. This has been another episode of the Power Playpoint Podcast. All episodes are available from Apple Podcasts, the Podbean app, BlueLiner77.podbean.com, and now available from Stitcher. Music by Joe McAllister, voiceover by Jeffrey Conkle. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Power Playpoint Podcast. Thanks for listening.